Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. to Hathaway, he runs into Pedersen, a minute to go. Quinn Hughes, Connor Carlin off Besser's stick. Olmark is gonna try it, and he scores! Latest Olmark, the odds-on Fezzenet Trophy winner, scores an empty net goal to seal this win. You're seeing history! <laughs> the selling line! <laughs> Predict that! Vancouver uses the middle of the offensive blue line for... Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Sunday, February 26th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down this Sunday NHL card. And, of course, right off the top there, if you are listening to the podcast, you heard the uh, highlight. If you watched on YouTube, you saw the highlight. Linus Allmark of the Boston Bruins scoring a goal, a very rare goalie goal uh, in the uh, National Hockey League uh, last night. Uh, very exciting uh, uh development it's always fun when you see that i think it's like the ninth time if i'm not mistaken ninth or tenth time in nhl history uh that a goalie has scored a goal so just shows you that what kind of season the boston bruins are having they can do no wrong even the goaltenders are scoring goals and finding the back of the net for them uh, alex just part of a crazy saturday yeah absolutely like i said you know linus Olmark. if he needed if he needed any help uh you know securing the vesna now he has a goal and a point uh on, on his uh i think he actually has i think he actually has two points on the i think he had an assist early this year too so he's getting it done in all uh all aspects of the ice right now and with uh, the boston bruins getting that win but yeah just a, another crazy saturday night uh in the nhl a lot of great overtime games again uh cash with a couple of draws in the late in the late night hour which is really uh, excited to see that but we're seeing a lot of tighter uh, battles, and we're, you know we're also seeing where you know some of these teams that uh, you know we know are going to be at the bottom of the of the league they're starting to fade out. You look no further than the New Jersey Devils putting the touchdown up on the uh, Philly Flyers. That was uh, just a, a complete blowout and a, and a tough loss for me with that that first period over. It's always tough, you know. Some of these first period overs I've been losing. You see these final scores six to three, seven nothing. Uh, it was a six five game a while back. It's tough to not be able to get any scoring in the first period. But like I said, that's why live betting is so great because then you can jump in and grab some of these smaller numbers and they cash in in the second and third period. So uh, live betting and draws, we've been talking about ad nauseum, and there's a reason because those are the ways to cash in the second half of the, of the season in the NHL. 
Yeah, there's no question. It's draw season indeed. Dallas Vegas last night. Yep, going to uh, overtime as well. A lot of uh, close competitive games <clears throat> that we saw uh, last night uh, and yesterday. Uh, you know, very uh, Rangers, no show for them. It'll be interesting to see how they play against the L.A. Kings. I'm worried about the Rangers. We'll get to the Rangers, too, because they're playing L.A. today. I'd be leery of back backing them. They're struggling a little bit now. And I think until this stuff with Patrick Kane goes down and we think he's going to the Rangers later this week, they mentioned it on the broadcast. It was a phenomenal point brought up by Sean McDonough and Ray Ferraro. Uh, on the ABC broadcast yesterday saying they look like a team that is like that, that kid that's all giddy and excited for the Christmas morning to arrive, get that big present and they can't focus on doing anything until it happens. Yeah. And I think that's what they look like yesterday against Washington, that they're, they know Patrick Kane might be days away from arriving and wearing a, a Rangers Jersey. And they just couldn't focus on playing a hockey game properly yesterday. That's the way it looked to me. Yeah, and, and on the flip side too, I mean, Washington just looked poised and determined to to finally snap this streak as well. And you know, uh, you got T.J. Oshie coming out there doing everything, getting the Gordy Howe hat trick. Kuznetsov was on fire and, too. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and it was great to see uh, you know Ovechkin get back on the score sheet too. I'm sure that's you know, even though it wasn't a goal necessarily yet, but just uh, you know, being involved in the play and in the action, I'm sure every little bit kind of helps with him. And, uh, and the more he can get back and engage with the team, the more that this team could possibly, you know, try to crawl back. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think they've kind of dug themselves too deep of a hole in my opinion, but, uh, you know, that was a good group effort win from the caps. And, uh, like I said, the Rangers, they, yeah, they're waiting for their help. They desperately need it. Yeah, they desperately do indeed. Uh, briefly, uh, just, uh, we want to keep the Sunday shows within an hour just to, cause it's Sunday. Uh, but we, you know, we just briefly on the uh, card, uh, yesterday, uh, that we uh, saw. Uh, what else did we see uh, yesterday? Just some, uh, obviously, a wild one with Edmonton, Columbus. You know, Edmonton, this is it now. This is now twice now we've seen them spit the bit with an early start game on the road. So I don't think we'll be back in Edmonton anytime soon with uh, that happens. And, of course, they lose 6-5 to uh, Columbus yesterday. Valiant effort trying to come back, but they fall short. Uh, we saw the Ducks with the upset of the night by far. They were as high as plus 400 underdogs uh, against Carolina, and that was the John Gibson show. That's as simple as that. It was John Gibson all night long. Uh, what, 40-plus shots he faced uh, and uh, an incredible performance, and uh, Anaheim with a 3-2 win over the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Welcome to silly season. Like I say, after, tra after the All-Star break, you're going to see some silly results. Uh, Ottawa 5-2 over Montreal, uh, split with me for that game with Montreal losing, but the over did hit. Um, if you bet the over uh, with Flyers-Devils, you thank New Jersey for getting it done for you. Seven goals, they put up a touchdown uh, on the Philadelphia Flyers. So much for the good vibes for Samuel Erson. Tough night for him and the uh, Flyers. Uh, they lose 7-0. Tampa Bay, that's the most fraudulent score you'll ever see last night in that Tampa-Detroit game. Man, I mean, Detroit did everything but score. They dominated the game. They carried the play. They heavily outplayed, heavily outshot the Lightning. But as we've often seen, none of that matters when you have Andre Vasilevsky in net, and it was a brick wall kind of night for Vasilevsky. He's had these nights before, the Dallas game that they that they won on the road. Uh, you know, he was brilliant in that game. He's had a bunch. And look, he was off that miserable game against Buffalo. And that's something we're going to have to remember. It's not so much Tampa Bay off a loss. That's a strong angle. It's also when Vasilevsky's off a loss and particularly a, a performance where he gives up a lot of goals, which is a rarity for him. And clearly, 
that didn't sit well with him. Uh, the six goals that got past him uh, against the Buffalo Sabres. And boy, did he make amends for that uh, last night. Uh, outstanding performance. And he's the reason they won. Because they, I got, look, Tampa's going to have to hope Vasilevsky's just this good consistently because I'm seeing more than ever this season Tampa Bay getting outplayed by the opponent more than I've seen in last year, two years ago. But again, doesn't mean a thing if, uh, you know, the other team can't score and your goalie is immense, you know, and that's what we saw last night from Vasilevsky in that three, nothing shutout over Detroit tough loss for the Red Wings. They deserved the two points. Didn't get it. Uh, Dallas with the three, two win in a shootout against uh, Vegas. Uh, we saw Colorado four, one, a win over Calgary again, Jacob Markstrom with the early goal that he allows. I mean, it's just unbelievable how many times it's happened to Jacob Markstrom. The early goal, the first shot that he faces goes in. It happened again last night uh, against Colorado. Just insane. Just put your team behind the eight ball, and Calgary could never recover. Frustrating beat for me with the best bet on the show with the over. Falls a goal short of the, at least the push. Just couldn't get anything from Calgary pretty much. Uh, but to 4-1 win for Colorado there. Uh, and uh, the late game was actually a very entertaining hockey game. Chicago-San Jose, we were thinking, oh, my gosh, Kane's not going to play. They've sent him home. You know, the trade's probably going to happen at some point. And what that takes a lot out of that Chicago-San Jose game. Wow, it was an exciting hockey game. The overtime was insane. What an entertaining game. And it ends up being a 4-3 win in a shootout for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. I got to say this. That was one of Morozik's best games of the season. He was yeah. really good last night. Really, really good. <laughs> Especially in the overtime. He made a couple of really good saves. And shout out to David Gust. How about that for your NHL debut? Uh, your first goal on your first shift in your first game. That's pretty good uh, for him uh, with the uh, Blackhawks last night. So congrats to him, David Gust. What a way to begin your NHL career. Your first game, your first shift, you score your first goal uh, for sure. Uh, Alex, any other thoughts from yesterday's action? Yeah, I mean, that was really always cool to see with uh, with David Gust. Like I said, you know, being a Chicagoland kid, you know, play with the Wolves for a while, but now getting this chance up with a big club and, and signing a deal and now – uh, getting out there, getting a goal, it's uh, got to be a great feeling for him. And like I said, Morazic played, uh, you know, a, a sturdy game in net, and that was the reason I liked the draw. Once I saw it was Morazic and Kakinen in net, I figured, okay, well, these two guys are kind of rough. This could balance itself out, and it, it played out to a T. It was a you know three three game going into to overtime, and the Hawks now on a hot run, five in a row. Uh, you know, they're, they're bucking the trend of these teams that need to tank uh, losing, and they're, they're a hard one to try to figure out when they're going to get back into the loss column again right now, and uh, especially if they're getting good goal team from Morazic and Jackson Stauber, uh, you know, kind of making things tough as far as the, the Bedard sweepstakes go. Yep, definitely. Uh, great Saturday, a great ceremony for Patrick Marlowe. Well-deserved. Yeah. First San Jose Shark to have his uh, number retired. Uh, very well deserving, you know, pretty much his entire career, except for what one season with Toronto uh, mm -hmm. was played with the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, just an incredible uh, run for him. Uh, you got, yeah, I loved seeing the emotion from Kelly Rudy, who finished his career in San Jose some 20 years ago, and it was a fresh faced rookie, Patrick Marlowe, mm -hmm. playing for the uh, San Jose Sharks. And then, of course, Joe Thornton, who was his teammate for a long time. And uh, yeah, great ceremony uh, for Patrick Marlowe last night in San Jose. All right, let's go to Sunday's action. We've got six games, and we'll begin with the Washington Capitals. Seven games, I should say. We'll begin with the Washington Capitals and Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Buffalo minus 120, home favorite, six and a half the total in this one. No Alex Tuck, no Rasmus Dahlin here for the Buffalo Sabres today. We knew Tuck wasn't going to play. He's out indefinitely now, and that's a shame. He was playing really well, and I love betting his overshots on goal props. So 
uh, that ends up being a, a frustrating thing. And of course, Rasmus Dahlin goes without saying that uh, a weaker blue line they will be today with him not in the uh, lineup. So a couple of lineup adjustments here for Don Granado's group. Skinner with Thompson and Olafson looks like it's going to be your uh, top line today. Uh, J.J. Paterka, Dylan Cousins, Jack Quinn uh, on the uh, second line. We'll have to see how it goes here. You know, I could see in this uh, situation here, Cousins, Quinn, uh, Olafson being uh, – guys that might have to shoot the puck more. Like, I think this is a tricky game from a prop standpoint because of the lineup changes, and you're just not sure, you know, who's going to end up, you know, being the taking the onus upon them to uh, get the uh, job done. We'll have to uh, wait and see on that. Certainly, by the way, Skinner and Thompson on five-game point streaks right now uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. Washington, look, struggling mightily, but their second game with Ovechkin back against a Rangers team that I thought to me was a little bit distracted. Washington played well, don't get me wrong, but Rangers totally distracted by the Kane scuttlebutt yesterday and that uh, loss to the uh, Capitals. Uh, I think, def yeah, Cousins over shots is what I'm thinking too, Keebs. Good thought there with that in the chat. Uh, but yeah, in this game here, Washington, we'll see how they fare. Back-to-back -back for them, so it's not a great spot for them. But at the same time, Buffalo's coming in back home off a road trip and back in a spot where they're not as good. Look, the home record, you know, is only 11 and 17, where they're 19 and 10 on the road. So they've been worse here in Buffalo. And, you know, I made the joke on Twitter the other night can we just have the Sabres play every other regular season game this year outside of Buffalo? Can we just do, have that make an arrangement for that to be possible? Uh, because they haven't played as well here at home. And I, I think maybe the Caps get a little boost maybe after the win yesterday yet at the same time we just saw them deal away orlov uh, and hathaway to boston makes me think hey they're rebuilding they're selling a little bit so this is a really tough side uh, to bet here in this game i would stick to the over uh, it does hurt that tuck and darlene are both out that does hurt that total a little bit but it's been a high scoring series with the caps and with the sabers you wonder if washington getting their offense on track yesterday an explosion against the rangers is something that can carry over to today again buffalo is not exactly a shutdown group on the defensive end of the ice but i think buffalo can chip in they're going to start kemper on a back-to-back -back. you know i don't like that usually uh, i don't like goalies on a back-to-back -back. i don't i feel they don't play as well uh, on the second of back-to-backs fatigue sets in a little bit so I think the over is the best way to go if you're going to get involved in this game. What do you think here, Alex? Cap Sabres. Yeah, I like this over, but I'm going to wait and grab an in game. I want to get five and a half, and I think we can wait and get five and a half and plus money. Um, so anything in that pick them range to plus money range, that's what I'll be shooting for. Like I, said, I think I expect with Washington, like I say, getting that uh, offense rolling. I expect Ovechkin to, I think, finally get the uh, on the board from the goal department standpoint and i think this is going to be just a, a good back and forth pace not sure who wins this one like i said i don't want to touch the side but i just expect goals galore so we'll go over but we're going to wait and grab a five and a half and get a better price as well yeah definitely and as for as for props uh as i said uh you know i I'd, I'd honestly look at uh tom wilson actually is i think uh, someone that's been uh, very prominent obviously Oshi had the big day yesterday uh against the uh, new york rangers do, do you expect that to carry over and continue? I'm not so sure. But, uh, you know, Tom Wilson in three of the four games since he's been back with the uh, Washington Capitals, he's had three-plus shots three plus shots on goal in three of the four games. So definitely someone that's been ripping the puck quite a bit. So shots on goal with him here today uh, definitely could be something that you consider and you look at here uh, in this uh, matchup. Uh, let me see what else uh, that might be. Uh, Skinner, by the way. Uh, he's gone over uh, six and uh, over two and a half shots on goal uh, in five of the last ten, three of the last five games. 
So he's probably someone that's going to have to shoot the puck a lot more now. Him in particular with the absences and Tuck, of course, uh, not being in there. So I could see Skinner's shots on goal being uh, a decent uh, option here for this uh, game here this afternoon. So there's a couple looks there. Cousins, of course, uh, not only shots on goal, but point prop, goal prop. You know, I always think he's a little bit uh, undervalued compared to some other players on this team. All right, Jackets and Wild. We've got Minnesota minus 310 home favorites, five and a half the total. Uh, Alex can uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I've noticed with this Minnesota team when they've played these Sunday afternoon home games, haven't they been a little higher scoring than I've noticed that I've started to yeah. notice that we were on that last Sunday with the Nashville, Minnesota, where I'm a little hesitant saying, oh, Nashville can't score right now. Minnesota's not scoring. And look, it took some late goals to get there. But it still got there, and it ended up going over the total. That Preds Wild game, which was a Sunday afternoon matinee home game for the Wild at XL Energy Center, and I noticed they had an earlier. They've had a bunch of Sunday afternoon games, and I, I noticed that a lot of them have been trending over the total. So, with a five and a half now showing up for this game with Jackets and Wild, it opened six. I'm seeing five and a half at DraftKings, Bet Online, Bookmaker, and some other books with Merzlikens and Flurry being the goaltending matchup as well uh, here today with, uh, again, Columbus played yesterday and it was Corpus Salo against Edmonton and it's Merzlikens here today uh, against uh, Minnesota. And look, Fleury had the shutout uh, against Columbus. So maybe he just owns this team and maybe he'll play well again, but you got to think second look now for uh, Columbus against Fleury. What third, second time facing him in a four day span, you know, is going to lead to hopefully some better results here for the uh, jackets in this game. So rather than aside again here, I'd look, total and i'd look especially at five and a half uh, over five and a half minus 120 minus 125 what do you think here alex jackets wild yeah normally i would be right along with you but i i gotta stay away from this total here looking at the just the history of these two teams recently mostly trending under like you said you know yep. uh with this normally being a high scoring you know like i said these sunday starts these daytime stars not just on Sunday, the daytime games of the wild in general I do think the Wild will get off to a, a bit of a hot start, but I think we could see this kind of maybe slow down a little bit pace-wise. So I kind of worry. I'm just going with the Wild first period puck line. I got plus $1.10 laying the half a goal there. I just trust that the Wild will get off to a good start and uh, get out of that first period with the lead. But I'm not sure if this could easily be a, a, a boat race and we could see a 5-4 game, but I wouldn't be shocked if we also see maybe a 3-2 game that just kind of sneaks under, maybe even look at a little overtime. Two of the last three meetings have been settled in OT. The last meeting, a 2-0 win for the Wild, but that was a close game throughout. So uh, I'm going to look for Wild first period puck line and maybe look for some adjustments in game. That might be a good look too. that Minnesota first period puck line, because think about what Columbus went through yesterday. They had the huge lead. They had to hang on for the win against Edmonton. That's took a lot out of them. I'm sure they exerted a lot yesterday with that game against the Oilers. And now you got to come back, play another early game. Maybe Minnesota with the rest advantage. They, of course, they were in Toronto and lost in overtime Friday night against the Leafs, but still they've been uh, waiting for Columbus here and pounce on them early. Definitely a possibility. And say what you will about Fleury's struggles. He did play well. He looked awesome against Columbus, that 30-save shutout. We'll still trust him over Merzlikens uh, at this point in time, no question. We know it's been a rough season uh, for Elvis. So uh, I still like this over. Alex likes uh, the first period puck line here with uh, Minnesota uh, in this one. All right, Islanders. And, oh, by the way, uh, prop-wise here in this game, there are a couple for me. Uh, certainly on the Minnesota side, Hartman. Eric Sinek, we've been it's wash rinse repeat essentially with these two guys with shots on goal. 
you know, it, it's been just uh, just keep going back to the well. Uh, it's been cashing in. Uh, Ryan Hartman Point, I think, cashes in today too because look, they're playing the uh, Jackets. Uh, uh, Toronto, we didn't get a point, but Toronto's tough team, better team, good defensive team, good goaltending. Uh, I think Ryan Hartman probably gets back on the score sheet here this afternoon against Columbus. Uh, Merzlikens, of course, in net. Uh, there's definitely opportunity for uh, Ryan Hartman to uh, get involved again on the score sheet. So once again, I like Hartman over shots on goal. I like Hartman props even more than Erickson Eck because the, the value and the price is even better. So again, Hartman over shots on goal is only minus 125. To get a point, it's only minus 126 to minus 130. So those are great bets, in my opinion, here uh, for this uh, game today. All right, next up, we've got, uh, continuing on, Islanders and Jets. We've got the Winnipeg Jets, minus 145 home favorites, uh, five and a half the total uh, here in this one. Uh, now, these two teams met earlier this week, uh, Islanders and Jets, in Long Island on at Belmont Park, UBS Arena. The Islanders uh, got the uh, victory in a very good goaltending battle uh, in that hockey game between Hellebuck and uh, just and uh, Sorokin. The projections are we're going to see that very same matchup here uh, this afternoon against Win in Winnipeg with Hellebuck versus Sorokin uh, here in this game. Uh, this will be an interesting one to uh, see because the uh, the Winnipeg Jets suddenly have not played well for I would say a good solid almost calendar month to be quite honest uh before the all-star break they had some bumps in the road uh and coming out of the all-star break you know this team is only uh three and four in their seven games since the all-star break they've lost two in a row they lost to the Islanders of course last week or earlier this week two to one they came home and they got throttled by Colorado five to one Colorado jumped on them they were up four to one after the first period before you could blink, before you could get comfortable in your seat there at Canada Life Center in Winnipeg, they're down four to one. Hellebuck gets pulled. He's given up five goals. David Riddick uh, comes in to finish that game. This is a bet on spot for Winnipeg, period. You know, they lost to this Islanders team. They're off a horrible game, and it was a first game off a road trip, too. This is their get right spot, uh, in my opinion. And you know the long term trend of Hellebuck off a loss and Hellebuck after he gets pulled. His numbers actually after he gets pulled. In, a pre, in the previous game, are even stronger. He is just one of those goalies where when he's it goes rough for him one game, look out the next time he gets the net. He's often going to end up being a guy that bounces back. And uh, again, with the New York Islanders, yeah, I mean they've won. They had won two in a row, but they lost to the uh, L.A. Kings three two in their last. Their road record stinks. Uh, Twelve and eighteen on the road. We got a twenty and nine home team here, Winnipeg, off a really bad. Uh, home loss to Colorado Friday night. This is a Winnipeg first period puck line, Winnipeg regulation. I know, actually, you know what? I'll go minus 145. I'll go the regular money line because it's cheap enough, but I'm also going to go with Winnipeg first period puck line. Jump on this Islanders team. Uh, Islanders aren't the same team on the road. They lost to the Islanders early. So you got revenge angle. You've got a bad loss at home. You've got a goalie that's got a track record of bouncing back. You've got a team that plays well at home versus a team that struggles on the road. It's the perfect recipe. Jets first period puck line and money line for me. What do you think here, Alex? Yeah, I like that first period puck line look as well, especially because I'm a little dicey with taking Winnipeg. Don't want to lay 145, but also don't want to take them in regulation because this game screams tie. <laughs> like I could definitely see this one being a draw, especially if the Islanders, like I said, they're that kind of team that can give up some goals, but they can fight back and they have the defense enough to clamp down. And this is certainly two teams that need points. So, you know, that the theory of, 
not much uh, teams not, not trying to make take too many chances late in the third period. If it's a tied or it's a one goal game, I think we'll see a more conservative approach. So I could easily see this being a draw. So I might sprinkle a little bit on the draw here in this one, but definitely going to go with that Jets uh, first period puck line at a great price. I'm seeing as high as plus one sixty five. There you go. So yeah, that's a. I, I just yeah, for first period money line's too expensive. Go with the puck line. I expect a strong start. Rick Bonus wasn't happy. The leadership group of the Jets wasn't happy. Yeah, I mean, I would lean under too. I mean, you got to think. I expect Hellebuck to be great today. So if I expect that, I'm not betting over, <laughs> even at five and a half. And look, last time they played these two teams and probably this same goalie matchup today as well, Ilya Sorokin and Connor Hellebuck, it was two to one. Uh, and it was a very tight, low-scoring game. So, yeah, I wouldn't be interested uh, in the over here. But, yeah, I like the uh, Jets here in this uh, spot uh, to bounce back here against the uh, Islanders. And as far as the uh, uh, props go, uh, mostly shots on goal props because I do think it could be a little bit you know, tighter, uh, not maybe, maybe as many goals, but I do think there's some good shots on goal props here. I mean, you could probably still put Brock Nelson to get a point in a same-game parlay because he just gets a point every single game. I mean, it's unbelievable the run he's put together. But, you know, as far as uh, shots on goal go, uh, yeah, Boone Jenner, by the way, someone mentioned Boone Jenner shots on goal for uh, Columbus in the last game. Yeah, I agree with that. Boone Jenner shots, Erickson Eck and Hartman for Minnesota. But this game, I think Shifley, He's been trending over his shots on goal. And, of course, Josh Morrissey. Goes without saying Josh Morrissey. I think Pierre-Luc Dubois, he had a really bad game. Uh, he's had a bad couple of games for Winnipeg. So Pierre-Luc Dubois over his shots on goal might be a good look as well. Those are three. Those are the three I would bet for shots on goal for Winnipeg. PLD, uh, Shifley, and Morrissey uh, in terms of uh, over shots on goal here in the uh, Islanders and Jets game. All right, we've got the L.A. Kings and the New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers minus 140, home favorites here, six being the total uh, in this game. Uh, I ain't laying a price with the Rangers right now. So this is Kings or pass for me uh, in this game. This is Kings or pass for me. Um, I, I They look like they are not going to, I think, settle down and ramp up to playing focused, strong hockey until this Kane stuff gets done. Till this deal gets done. We assume it's going to get done uh, unless something completely falls through. But yeah, I think they just need to get through this period here up until the deadline, uh, you know, on a back-to-back situation here. Uh, I, not, I'm not laying a buck 40 with them, not after what I've seen the last couple games. That Detroit game was a total lack of focus. Yesterday's game was a total lack of focus. Um, so no, we're not laying a price with the Rangers. I could only look at the Kings. However, I'm just seeing now that Jonathan Quick is going to be a net for the Kings. So that's probably going to take us off any interest of taking them either. So probably not a game I'm going to be betting from a side perspective at all. More of a prop game for me. Maybe the over gets there just because of the fact you're going to have Quick probably uh, Halak for Winnipeg or for the uh, Rangers here on a back-to-back. It hasn't been confirmed that it's Yarrow Halak, but uh, it's probably going to be him on a back-to-back here uh, against the uh, LA Kings. And as far as the prop market goes, uh, in this one, there are a bunch of them for LA in particular. You know, I've been taking Kempe shots on goal eight of the last 10 games. Uh, Kempe points, Ke- uh, Kopitar points. Kopitar has been on a goal scoring spree as well lately. It got snapped against the Islanders, but might be worth it to come back. Oh, Victor Arvidsson too, starting to trend over shots on goal lately as well for the uh, LA Kings the last uh, few games. So definitely some good options here uh, when you look at it as far as, uh, you know, some shots on goal. Uh, numbers here for this uh, particular day but no question about that I think when you uh, look at a game like this uh, definitely 
some good props because I do think both teams are capable of finding the back of the net. You know, outside of a couple of games there, the Rangers still have been a heavily trending over team going all the way back to when they got Tarasenko. Could you imagine, you know, what their games could be like with if they get Patrick Kane and add him to the mix? You know, they're already starting to become more of a over team, which is a departure from what they've largely been the last year and a bit under Gerard Gallant, where they've been more of a, okay, we get our timely goals here and there, but we're more of a tighter, you know, defensive-minded, great goaltending from Shesterkin kind of team. Well, the defense hasn't always been as good this year. Shesterkin not quite on the level of last year, and I think their offense is, you can put it up against anybody uh, right now, and that's trended, that's turned them into a bit more of an over team here uh, the last uh, couple of weeks, so Definitely at six, I lean over the total. I'm probably not going to take L.A. now that it's Jonathan Quick. Although I give him credit, Alex. We, but we, rip, we, we criticized Quick, and he's had his tough, a tough season. But he, he, he beat the Islanders the other night. You yeah. know, let's give him credit. And he was pretty good in that game. He had to make a couple of really good saves there uh, with that game hanging in the balance. So, uh, But we need to see more. You know, One good game out of Quick after a season of struggles is not enough. Let's see how he plays here. Uh, against and with all due respect to the Islanders, you got a little bit more firepower to contend with here uh, against the New York Rangers. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Alex? LA, New York. Yeah, I like the draw here plus 325. Uh, like I said, even with quick yep. and net, I think this could be one of those higher scoring draws, not necessarily uh, a slow track meet throughout. And like I said, the Rangers, they need desperately points. They need to 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 right the ship after this four game losing streak and the way that they looked flat yesterday. I think they'll be able to, uh, you know, bounce back and, and have a, a good effort here. So this should be a fun game to watch. I think I like the over here. I think we could probably wait and actually grab a five and a half uh, and, and get that over. So look for the over, grab the draw uh, now and play the over in game. That's the, the way I'm going to attack this one. All right. The draw, you know, I, I, I definitely think this, this, this could be a tight game. Cause you actually look at LA here, the New Jersey game, was an overtime game. The Arizona game was a shootout. So they've gone beyond regulation two of the last four games. They either could have uh, gone and, in the OT of four straight the way that, yep. that the, those other two games ended. So last year when these two teams met that one time in at Madison Square Garden, it was a three-two shootout win for the New York Rangers. So yeah, there's some there's some reasons to like the draw here in this game with the Kings and the Rangers. I might even put a couple bucks on that because I think that's actually better than taking either New York minus one forty or LA. Uh, plus 120 probably will be a close game i don't see either team running away from the other here all right great stuff that's the first four games of this seven game card we've got the last three games which are the night games here uh, on this uh, sunday nhl card hit the like button 270 live viewers on youtube we appreciate it very much yes hit, uh, hit the like, the like button, button please yes. yes definitely hit that like button uh, we appreciate it very much it helps us and it, it uh, helps the ice guys channel we want it to grow uh, no question uh, about that. Uh, all right, we'll be right back for the rest of the card right after we hear from our good friends at Gramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. If you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order 
and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here uh, on the uh, Ice Guys uh, show. Uh, yeah, Jake Paul fight, Alex. Go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, Jake, Jake Paul's fighting Tommy Fury. And I, I do want to address this because I was supposed to talk about this on radio earlier in the week, and I actually do have money on this fight. I have Tommy Fury to win this, and I also have Tommy Fury by a knockout. And here's the reason why, and this is a betting theory-related thing. When you look at Jake Paul's fights, they've literally come against a YouTuber, uh, a couple of over-the-hill UFC guys who basically made the biggest payday of their lives, and, and just a bunch of unknown guys. Where you look at Tommy Fury, he's had hand-picked tomato cans, essentially. Right, they're tomato cans, but they actually are legitimate fighters. They train. They've logged in more rounds in sparring than Fury than uh, that Paul ever has. So Fury, yes, he's a bad boxer, but a bad boxer is still better than just a guy who's still learning how to fight. Jake Paul's good for the level that he was at. He's basically a, a novice two years ago, three years ago. He's much better, but no, this this doesn't work. This whole charade doesn't work if Paul wins. Fury's going to win the first one, and they're going to rematch immediately, and that's when Paul gets the knockout, probably sometime in around Thanksgiving or something. So I just want to mention that if you're – Thinking Jake Paul's easy money today, you got to read into the narrative a little bit deeper. He's not. There you go. Great breakdown. Great breakdown for a fight I didn't even know was happening today. So there you go. <laughs> That's yeah, why I just said Jake Paul talk about it, yeah. Alex. Yeah. I can't help you there. I can't help anybody with that. But uh, there you yeah. go. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that that is good advice. I do know that he's been fighting though. It's like it's, it's almost like it's set up for him to win. You know yeah. that much yeah. I know. Uh, the, and that's the thing. There's a difference between fixed fights and hand-picked opponents. Right. Jake Paul's fights have been borderline fixed. Tommy Fury just had hand-picked opponents against you know guys who shouldn't even really probably couldn't even get a boxing license here in the U.S. So anyway, exactly. back to the hockey. <laughs> back to the hockey. Exactly right. But uh, yeah, I, I now I know. Now I know that that's happening. All right. Next up, we've got three games by the way that are left here on this uh, Sunday card. They're all at night. So six. This one's at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then the last two games are at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, here on Sunday night. We'll start with Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. We've got the Penguins minus 115 home favorite, six and a half, the total in this one. That would have been a robbery for the Penguins if they didn't win that game yesterday. They were all over St. Louis. Bennington actually had a terrific performance in net, kept the uh, Blues afloat. But eventually the Penguins got the overtime win they deserved, uh, three to two. Um, but again, St. Louis is a mess. Barube's ripping the team publicly. They, they're trading away assets left and right. I'm not saying oh, Pittsburgh's back on track. Let's see how they do here against, obviously, Tampa Bay, you know, how good they've been. Uh, Tampa Bay, I don't know. Uh, look, if you would have, if you, had, if you listened to John Cooper after the game against Detroit, you would have thought they lost. He wasn't very happy. He wasn't very happy with his team's performance. Like they got outplayed. That was a Vasilevsky bailout special uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning last night. I mean, if you're Detroit, you got to take great confidence out of that loss. You're going to look at it, say three nothing up. Detroit failed in their step up game. No, they did not fail. They played a hell of a hockey game. They they had all kinds of chances, and unfortunately, the puck did not go in uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings last night. So it was a they made a great account of themselves, and they gave Tampa Bay fits. That's the one thing Detroit always does is give Tampa Bay a tough game, uh, and they did that once again last night. 
Um, this is a tough side. I mean, I, I'd lean Tampa. I really would. I mean, if I had to, I'd bet Tampa Bay. I don't trust Pittsburgh yet. They got to show me they can beat someone good. Remember the last time they played someone really good? Edmonton, just a few nights ago in this building, they got trashed. They got absolutely hammered. So let's see what they do here against Tampa Bay. Keep in mind, probably going to see Brian Elliott here tonight for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning with uh, Vassie getting the start last night. And it was Jari for Pittsburgh yesterday, and they thought maybe it would be the, the roles would be reversed, that DeSmith would start yesterday, Jari today. But with Jari starting yesterday, probably a chance we see DeSmith here tonight for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in this game. But either way, the bet I like in this game is the over. We've talked about this is my favorite over of this entire card. You know, I think we're definitely going to see goals, goals, goals here. Uh, I don't trust uh, if it's to Smith and Tampa Bay will score, I think, a, a few games. And look, they weren't happy with their game. They thought they didn't generate enough offense last night. They're, they got three goals, but not a ton of great chances, not a ton of looks, not a ton of shots. So uh, I think Tampa will uh, find the back of the net here. Pittsburgh obviously should be able to chip in with some offense here against Brian Elliott, who, again, has a pretty good win-loss record. But the stats, like the, the raw numbers, his actual goalie stats don't match the win-loss record. He's only got a 2.9 goals against 904 save percentage, which, again, isn't great by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, I think over 6.5 uh, in this one rather than a side. What do you think here, Alex? Lightning, Penguins. Yeah, I like this over too, but this is one I definitely want to get in uh, in game. If you look at the history of the last five meetings, two and three uh, to that first period over. So we're seeing a lot of scoreless and one goal first periods between these two that gives us enough time. They certainly get five and a half and maybe even at a plus price. But uh, anything five and a half at minus a dollar twenty or better, that's why I'll jump in with the over. Sidewise, it's so hard to see the lightning in a pick'em range and not take them immediately. Like that, that's just I don't know if, if you feel like that, Ian, but I know I do. Anytime I see them within a dollar fifteen or better, I just want to instantly jump in and bet them. But Pittsburgh, even though that was a, still a tough way to get a win, but they finally were able to snap the streak. Uh, I just, I don't know. It, it's, it feels like Pittsburgh could come out of here hot and ready at the beginning and jump out to a three-goal lead and, and coast to a win. It also feels like they could, you know, play a little bit slow and Tampa Bay kind of wears them down and then takes the lead late. So, like I said, I'm going to wait for the five-and-a-half in-game. Probably going to wait and play a side in-game as well. I want to just get to see – the feel and pace of the first five minutes before uh, making a bet and choosing a side here. Yeah, see how both teams come out. I, I think Tampa Bay is going to play a good game today because I I, I can't – I know if the coach wasn't thrilled, I got to admit – I got to imagine that the players weren't thrilled with that against Detroit. Like, let's be honest. Let's be totally real. Asilevsky, you know, got the game for us. You know, that's exactly what happened last night for uh, Tampa Bay against Detroit. So I think they know they, they, they can play better and they should, and they have to play better than that uh, going forward. All right. Uh, and we got to see Pittsburgh beat a good team. Beating St. Louis does nothing for me. All right. Uh, and by the way, this is another game where in terms of props here, uh, there are a couple that Crosby assist didn't come through yesterday, but we've been going to the well with that Tampa Bay, Victor Hedman over shots on goal continues to be a good look. I think that he's been trending heavily over the shots on goal. And you get better numbers with him compared to Kucherov and Stamkos and Point. Uh, definitely Point's been on a tear right now. But again, with Braden Point score a goal, you can bet that single. But if you're going to bet his point prop, you got to put it uh, in a same-game parlay because of the price of it. All right, Nashville and Arizona. We've got uh, uh, Nashville. Actually, there's a couple more props, actually, I wanted to mention, too, in that because I think there's going to be a lot of high-event type of hockey 
uh, with these two teams. So I think there's going to be uh, definitely uh, ample opportunity for both teams. But like I said, Hedman, I think Crosby overshots on goal. Raquel's been shooting the puck a lot. Like I said, you can pick and choose between Kucherov and Stamkos to go over shots on goal. Gensel, you know, uh, kind of trending that way lately too with his over shots on goal as well because I do think, you know, they'll, they'll pepper Elliott a little bit. Um, so there's definitely some options there as far as the uh, prop market goes. All right, Nashville, Arizona. We've got Nashville minus 170 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, I think one of the big part pieces of news yesterday was the trade of Nino Niederreiter from Nashville to Winnipeg. Why was that big? It's not so much. Yeah, Niederreiter's had a tough season in Nashville. Uh, and Winnipeg, I think, has taken a flyer on someone that, you know, changes scenery, you know, a team that's definitely going to be a playoff team, gets some going. It just wasn't a good fit for him in Nashville. But the big news of that trade, Alex, is Nashville's opened the door to selling. You know, and we weren't sure about that right away, but that was a clear signal from David Poyle, the general manager of the Nashville Predators, that he's ready to unload. He's ready to say, wave the white flag. It ain't going to happen for us this year. We're probably not making the playoffs. And we're ready to sell off some pieces. You know, Dante Fabro, Matias Ekholm is in play. Uh, I'm hearing even Ryan Johansson is not safe, you know, to, to be with Nashville beyond Friday. So there's a lot of irons in the fire. I think the untouchables are Saros, Forsberg, um, and maybe yo and yossi yeah yossi probably won't go anywhere but uh, other than that um i think everything could be on the table here for this uh nashville team so that's why that trade was significant yesterday nino need a rider to winnipeg because it's a signal that they were you know punting on this season we're punting on being a contender with this group or trying to be a playoff team uh we are gonna try to you know if we if now look he's not gonna pull the trigger on a trade unless he gets a great return but they've opened the door clearly to uh, let some of their players be uh, on the table for any uh, team that's looking to improve their team here uh, at the trade deadline. So that means I'm not laying a buck 70 with Nashville. This is clearly a team that is now in sell mode. There's no way I'm laying a price. Now I know they beat San Jose. It was a very impressive win in their last game, but I, I actually like errors. I'm going to go back to the well here, Alex. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had an Ian Cameron at the Mullet Arena sighting here with the first period full game money line split here with Arizona. But that's where we're going in this game. Uh, Arizona first period money line, Arizona full game money line split uh, for me here against the uh, Coyotes. First period money line around plus 115, plus 120, and full game money line upwards of plus 150. And you know another dynamic I like about this hockey game here uh, tonight with these two teams uh, is that we are going to see Connor Ingram in net for Arizona. A, he's played better lately. And B, guess where he was before he was came to Arizona? Oh, yeah, Nashville Predators. Wouldn't you want to beat your old team? Doesn't that usually get you fired up when you, yeah. see, when you play your old team? I think it does get Connor Ingram fired up here tonight. He plays well. Remember, he was outstanding against Tampa Bay. Remember that game they beat the Lightning in a shootout, in a shootout here in Arizona just recently? That was the Connor Ingram show that night. He know, we know he can play well. This could be a night where not only he does play well, but he's got the incentive to play well against his former team. So uh, give me Arizona here. First period, full game, money line split uh, at a nice plus price. Alex, Predators, Coyotes. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting look, and I might tell you on at least that first period look with Arizona. I don't know about with a full game. And I get, yeah, the Ingram has been playing much better. It's a great angle for him to go against his old team that just kind of just up and dumped him out. Uh, for pretty much nothing. And like I said, Nashville definitely should not be laying 170 right now. This is a team that 
certainly looking like sellers and, and going to be fading out in some time. But Arizona, like I said, they're one of those feisty teams in the bottom of the of the league that, you know, especially at home, they put up a valiant effort and could easily come out of here with a win. But I'm just going to play it safe, take them for a spirit, and at least come out of the that uh, opening frame with the lead. First period money line here for uh, Alex with uh, Arizona. Uh, even though I like Arizona, and this is kind of a way to hedge my Arizona position, if you will, we know Arizona gives up a shit ton of shots. I mean, it's every single game this team has given up tons of shots. I mean, you could look at so many different shot props here for the Nashville Predators, starting with, yes, Roman Yossi, because he's, he's the guy that's really been trending over uh, with his shots on goal prop. And Arizona is, is habit, habitually a team that gives up a ton of shots on goal to defensemen uh, on the opposing team. So, yeah, Roman Yossi is an absolute terrific shots on goal look tonight, I think, for uh, Nashville uh, here in this game. Uh, no, no question about that. Uh, let's see what else we've got here in terms of the uh, shots on goal numbers. Who else has been kind of trending here on the uh, Nashville side of things? I'm just taking a look. But, uh, yeah, Yossi is number one. Uh, on that list. See, it's kind of shots shooting by committee here uh, on this uh, team. Uh, Lawson Krause, by the way, Barrett Hayton are showing up on my hot zone, if you will, my, uh, you know, in terms of who's been shooting the puck uh, a little bit more lately for their respective teams. So you could go in those two directions. No question about that. Uh, good looks in my opinion there. So, but Roman Yossi is number one, no question about that. That is a very, very strong look because again, Arizona uh, traditionally gives up a lot of shots to the opposing defensemen as well. And we certainly saw that too against uh, the uh, Calgary uh, Flames uh, on Friday night. So uh, good game for some shots on goal props involving uh, Nashville. But also, like I said, I'm on uh, Arizona here. First period, uh, full game money lines. But we don't have goalie confirmation for Nashville. It's a projection that it's UC Soros, uh, but that has not been confirmed yeah. as of yet. And and I wouldn't be shocked to see UC Soros maybe get the bulk of stars because I've been hearing a lot of uh, rumblings about Kevin Lincoln and possibly being on the move between now and uh, March 3rd. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. So a little showcase. Uh, yeah, Lincoln and on the uh, move here. So it makes you wonder uh, how many starts is he uh, going to get now moving forward. All right. Final game here of this uh, Sunday NHL slate. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs beginning a Western road trip here tonight taking on the Seattle Kraken in the Emerald City. Uh, Toronto minus 150 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Um, Seattle, what a crazy game they were in against the Boston Bruins. Valiant effort. They were up 5-4. They look like they're going to win the game. Not only do they lose the game, they lose in regulation. Boston, bang, bang, and uh, they end up taking that one 6-5. to five. Um, I think Toronto is going to win this game. I'm just questioning, do I want to take the minus 150 or do I want to be safer with regulation? But I think Toronto's winning this game. If you actually remember back to late December, early, it was early January, Seattle went to Toronto and it was actually one of the worst losses Toronto's had this year. Five to one at home against Seattle. It was a horrible game. They played terrible. So there's that little angle in the back of the Leafs mind that, hey, they beat us good uh, last time in Toronto. Time to Time for some payback here. Uh, in this game. And look, I just, in general, like the way the Leafs are playing since they got O'Reilly. You know, uh, other than the Chicago game, where which was in a brutal spot, everybody was exhausted mentally, physically, the whirlwind of getting O'Reilly on the Friday night, playing Montreal on Saturday, then in Chicago on Sunday. That's the only game they've lost. They've played great other than that. The Buffalo game, they dominated the Sabres. They uh, a tight checking game, but they found a way against Minnesota uh, on Friday night. I like the Leaf game and where it's at right now. 
the last few they've played well. And I still think Seattle's kind of been too up and down for my liking. You know, they got shut out by San Jose. That's a bad loss for them. And then the Boston game, they can't hold. They, they played hard, but they didn't play well. They didn't play smart, you know, and they obviously didn't play great defensively. And Grubauer was so-so uh, in net. It was a weird game. But uh, to me, I think Toronto, having lost at home in a bad way to Seattle earlier this year, they come out and they want to start the road trip on a good note. And they don't take a team that beat them already this year lightly. So Toronto, for sure, I'm just thinking of which way I'm going to go, either minus 150 or regulation line. But I'll be on one of the two. Uh, here in this game. Alex, what do you think here? Leafs, Kraken. You know, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, yeah. Yep. This is, yeah, this is a game that I'm probably going to just be staying away from altogether. Like I said, I, I get where, yeah, you're trying to find a way to, to attack with Toronto. In the Seattle team, one you just can't back right now. Uh, you know, like I said, the form that they've been in lately, it's, you know, the, it seems like all the money I made on Seattle early in the year, I've, I've given it all back in the last few weeks every time I've tried to deal with them either side or totals-wise. So this is going to be a pass for me. Like I said, I've already got uh, some decent action in the, the early part of the card. I don't want to overload it just because it's a shorter slate. So this is a pass. All right. It is a, a pass. Uh, I'm going back to the well with the same damn shots props lately for the Leafs. Nylander over shots on goal. O'Reilly overshots on goal. I mean, these are just repeatedly starting to come through for us here uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, on the Seattle side, um, you know, I've talked about how for them, um, if you're going to bet some points props, Tolvanen, McCann, Eberle uh, have been guys that have been getting on the uh, score sheet for them of late. Beneers is starting to get going a little bit. So I'd maybe look more toward maybe a, some point props involving uh, those players uh, in this game, I think. Those could be worth a look, but uh, yeah, mostly uh, my my top two props are the shots on goal props involving both O'Reilly and uh, Nylander uh, for the uh, Toronto uh, Maple Leafs here in this game. Uh, O'Reilly, too, to get a point because I think he's been around the net every game. Like if, Whether the puck's gone in or not, he's been right. I think minus 116 to minus 120 for Ryan O'Reilly to get a point is very reasonable with, with how impactful he has looked here in the uh, first few games as a member uh, of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, that is the Sunday card. We appreciate everybody joining us here on this Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, hit the like button on the way out. Reminder, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Our daily Ice Guys show betting card, uh, goalie charts, totals charts, uh, power ratings. We've got all video content. Uh, we've got our uh, broadcaster rankings posted earlier this week. We've got a lot more coming. We've got an interview with former pro hockey player Nikita Kashursky. We're recording it this week. That'll be coming. We've got uh, an article coming from Alex B. Smith, uh, you know, as well, uh, talking about NHL from a betting perspective. All that and more. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month. Yeah, also check out iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Two days left. Got 15% off everything in the store. Uh, we've already cut down prices, took a couple dollars off of the caps and the T-shirts as well. So definitely check that out. Get some merch right now. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. There you go. Get on that for sure. All right. It is time for uh, Best Bets in just a second uh, here on this Sunday edition of the show, right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. 
Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code ICEGUYS, all one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue. This will take care of it. It feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes. It pisses the hell out of me. It bothers me. I need to take care of that shit. This will take care of it for you. The Weed Whacker, uh, make, uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys for a Sunday edition, and we are ready to wrap it up with best bets. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, it's a battle of Hollywood versus Broadway. We'll go with the Kings and Rangers draw uh, in regulation, plus 325. This is uh, definitely one of those games where it feels like both teams desperately needing points in different scenarios. Uh, Rangers, you know, on this losing skid, trying to get things right, trying to hopefully get into uh, a winning form before Sir Patrick Kane arrives uh, to Madison Square Garden. And for the Kings, you know, it's been an up and down uh, team. It played a lot of tight, close games. A lot of games, four of their games, uh, each of the last four games could have easily gone to overtime. Two of them did. I think this one goes to OT uh, this afternoon, or this evening, I should say. Let's go with LA, New York, regulation draw, plus 325. Shop around because I'm seeing some prices as high as plus 345, maybe even 350. So grab the best of that number. But uh, let's look for the draw between the Kings and Rangers is my best bet for Sunday. All right, there it is. Kings, Rangers, draw, best bet for Alex P. Smith. I'll give you two best bets today. I feel... Uh, like I can't choose between these two, so I'm going to make them both uh, best bets. A rare two spot. First best bet, Winnipeg first period puck line. Minus a half, plus 170 is what I was able to get with that. An excellent price. I think they come out strong uh, against the Islanders, a team that beat them earlier this week. Hellebuck, after getting pulled and after a loss combination, he's been excellent in these spots. And I think Winnipeg responds with a, a much better game and has the lead after the first period. So Winnipeg minus a half, plus 170, first period puck line against the New York Islanders. The other best bet will be Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh over six and a half, minus 120. Uh, I think we'll see goals both ways. And that one, Lightning-Penguins over six and a half. So there you go. 
two best bets for me on this Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for a brand new week of shows and another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 